0: From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 3rd of March 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight Story, we run through a Ukrainian evacuation. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we look into Sue Gray's appointment as Keir Starmer's Chief of Staff. But first, why have Ukraine evacuated a city? The Ukrainian government has, today, ordered the evacuation of Kupiansk, a city with a pre-war population of about 25,000, following intense fighting as Russia attempts to retake the city. The regional military administration claimed that the evacuation order came following an unstable security situation, which was caused by Russia's constant shelling. Ukrainian authorities confirmed that those who left the city would be provided with accommodation, food, humanitarian aid and medical support. Kopiansk fell to Russia within days of the invasion and was recaptured by Ukraine a few months later in September. The Guardian has spoken to residents in Kopiansk to try and get their viewpoint of the conflict in their city. One person they spoke to was Iriana Vikarivna, a 45-year-old nurse who claims she has not worked since her hospital was bombed last year. She said, We lived here all through the occupation. I remember on the morning of the 24th, the first day of the war, my younger sister called to ask what I was doing. I'd seen Putin's speech and thought that he was bluffing. So I told my sister I was making sandwiches for the children to take to school. She told me the war had already started. Only three days later, tanks were outside her house. Speaking about the present situation, Vicar Ivna said, It has got so much noisier in the last two weeks. Sometimes the whole house shakes. People are scared. Elsewhere in Ukraine, the battle for the strategic city of Bakhmut continues. The settlement is still held by Ukrainian forces, but after months of fighting, Russian forces continue to close in. Evgeny Prigozhin, head of the Russian mercenary Wagner Group, said on Friday that Bakhmut was practically surrounded and that Ukraine should withdraw its forces from the city using the only road left open. Capturing Bakhmut could provide a useful stepping stone for Russian forces to move onto bigger cities like Kramatorsk. Meanwhile, the Kremlin has accused Ukrainian saboteurs of crossing the border into Western Russia and firing at civilians. The alleged terrorist attack in Bryansk has been strongly denied by Ukraine, who accuse Russia of staging a false provocation. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Belarusian activist and writer Ales Bialyatsky has today been sentenced to 10 years in prison. Bialyatsky was one of the winners of the 2022 Nobel Peace Prize for his role in the pro-democracy movement. Throughout his life, he's taken part in a number of different pro-democracy protests, starting in the Soviet Union in the early 1980s. In 2011, he was sentenced to four and a half years in prison for tax evasion, although the European Union and the United States claimed that he was a political prisoner and said that his sentencing was politically motivated. Today's charge is for financing actions grossly violating public order, which comes following his 2021 arrest for allegedly smuggling cash into Belarus to fund opposition activity. The leader of Belarus's exiled opposition, Svetlana Tikhanovskaya, described the sentence as simply appalling. She added that we must do everything to fight against this shameful injustice and free them. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Kem Sokha, a Cambodian opposition leader, has been sentenced to 27 years in jail for treason in a case that's been widely condemned as bogus and politically motivated. Kem Sokha has also been stripped of his right to vote and barred from running for political office just months before national elections are due to be held in July. He was arrested back in 2017, accused of colluding with foreigners, i.e. the US, to bring down Hun Sen, Cambodia's authoritarian leader, who's ruled the country for nearly four decades. Human Rights Watch says the conviction was a ploy by Hun Sen to sideline Cambodia's major opposition leader and eliminate the country's democratic system, and squashing any hope that there can be a genuine general election in July. Hun Sen has overseen widespread political repression and, just this month, shut down Voice of Democracy, one of the country's last independent media outlets. Argentina's government has asked the UK government to start new talks over the sovereignty of the Falkland Islands, known as Islas Malvinas in Spanish. Argentina has long claimed the British-administered islands, with the dispute reaching its peak in the 1982 war. On Thursday, Argentina's Foreign Minister Santiago Cafiero said he'd notified his British counterpart, James Cleverley, that the government planned to restart negotiations for sovereignty over the Falkland question and for the dispute to be settled before the United Nations. The move effectively ends the 2016 Foradori-Duncan pact, which basically said the two sides would agree to disagree while improving trade and security ties. UK Foreign Secretary James Cleverley tweeted in response, The Falkland Islands are British. Islanders have the right to decide their own future. They have chosen to remain a self-governing UK overseas territory. Referring to a 2013 referendum in which islanders voted 99.8% in favour of remaining a British territory. Colombia is considering rehoming more than 70 invasive hippopotamuses descended from drug lord Pablo Escobar's estate in the 1990s. The plan would see dozens of hippos relocated to zoos and sanctuaries in India, Mexico and Ecuador as part of a plan to control the problematic animals. Pablo Escobar illegally imported four hippos in the 1980s and kept them on his ranch in Colombia. After he was killed by police in 1993, his ranch was abandoned and the hippos escaped and their population has grown significantly. With no natural predators in Colombia, the invasive hippos have caused all sorts of problems for the local ecosystem. The plan is to use food to lure the massive creatures into large iron containers and then ship them off to their new homes. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of Sue Gray's move to labour, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube.